Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art that's available in the comic book industry. From trivia to book discussions and to interviews, this is Indie Comics. Alrighty, um, and it's okay, we're at Comic-Con right now. Oh yeah, baby. Um, <laughs> okay, and we are here with Fuzzy Joseph. Hello, how are you? And, uh, okay, so Fuzzy, uh, if... Hopefully, uh, by this time that this comes out, you may have seen our panel. Uh, all the art in that was done by Fuzzy. Thank you, Fuzzy. It was gorgeous, amazingness. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing today? Uh, yeah, good to see you too, buddy. And uh, yeah, hello to everybody else out there too, even though it seemed like he was willing to uh, totally forget about me. We're recording this on day one of Comic-Con. I'm already exhausted. Technically, day two. Well, yeah, we did preview night. we did preview night. That's true. But anyways, okay, so today we're going to be talking about art and education and comic books. Basically just comics and education. And so, uh, Fuzzy, why, 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 what do you know about all this stuff? Okay, so uh, for the last two years, I actually taught uh, English language arts at the middle school level. Um, and predominantly that demographic that was at that school were a lot of uh, migrant community. So a lot of these students were coming in as uh, English as a second language. Um, what I did was I brought comic books into the classroom. The cool thing with comics is that uh, you have pictures with them, which is awesome. <laughs> so what that does is it helps understand context. So yeah. if you have a lot of words that might not be familiar, you're able to uh, see how those work in the conversation, but also in action. And so, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. Um, now this year I'm gonna be moving into teaching high school level art. And what's fun there is uh, I'm going to have a lot of that come over into the classroom, too, because with comic book art, it's, it's storytelling. Yeah. You get a chance yep. to really put the artist's voice into what's happening. So you can be trained to copy a picture, right? You could be trained to, to take something and directly copy it. Yeah. What really takes skill and practice is putting you into it. Because if you wanted an exact copy, take a picture. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can transcribe anything like that, but if you put your own, per it shows your own personality if you would do it yourself. Now, one thing that I have to ask you is, especially with regard to these middle school students that you said were English language learners, obviously, do you think that another good advantage to having these comic books is that they'd recognize the symbolism of, of the superheroes that were being taught? Were, were, were they instantly recognizable to these students? Oh, yeah. Well, it, pop culture, it, it transcends whatever group you're in. And uh, the cool thing was is that we were able to uh, go over things like metaphors, symbolism, okay. stuff like that in the classroom. So you're teaching these students literary devices Without as they're... Exactly, that. exactly. And that's one thing that... Uh, Say uh, a lot. For an English teacher, that's, that's terrible. It's all good. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> and then substitute with them. But the, the cool thing is trying to get these students excited about learning because with, without that excitement, no one's going to want to be there. Yeah. You know, it's, I remember being that teenager where I thought I knew everything. And <laughs> I, would, I, well, I was the guy that was sitting in the back of the class drawing the whole time in my sketchbook. I was the one who never talked. I never talked ever, ever. And now you think the opposite. I'm just kidding. I got in trouble all the time, all the time. I was always the one straight up front, and I was always the one raising my fan first, so that's just me. Didn't we have a quiz today? Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, take, yeah, sadly, I was the one, actually, that was the blowhard when it came to that. It's like, oh, wait, wait weren't we going to have that quiz today, so, Mr. So-and-so? I can't wait for that unannounced test. So all three of us are completely different in that regard. Yeah. yeah. And so what's cool is that there's so many different comics out there that you can pull things in that will speak to different students. Yeah. 
Yep. And that that's one thing that the diversity of comics right now is is amazing. You, oh, uh, yeah. From and you're seeing a lot of that in the in the big two, but also in the a lot of the indie press that's out there, which is awesome and it's flourishing. Yeah. Um, so so with the art uh, with the art background, um, so I, I write and draw comics myself, and being able to encourage the students to to do that themselves too was huge, because then they're like we would do uh, it, it's a, it's a simple thing. It's called four square vocabulary. Um, so what it is, you take a piece of paper, you fold it twice over, you know, a uh, hot dog and then oh, okay. hamburger. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then you do the, the, the word, the definition, and then an illustration to go with it. And then um, and the other one, synonyms and antonyms. Yes, because I was familiar with that in many of my lesson, pl- lesson plans when I was doing that, too. I don't know if we called them hot dog or whatever you said, but, but, we, did ha- but we did have the similar thing. So as soon as you described that, it's like, oh, yes. Yeah, a, I mean, that, it's a very effective tool, actually. You've never yeah. heard of ham- hamburger hot Dogging, not, not in that particular term. I, 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 horizontally I, and then vertically. I, I only knew it by, by its by its professional term when we were going through the program. I didn't. Which was? They they I think they call I think they call it the four the the four square the four square learning uh, uh, whatever thing it was. This is like remember guys. This was almost like 12, 13 years since I went through my credential program. So of course I'm just trying to think back to what that term was, but I never heard it by that layman term. I honestly didn't. So, um, but yeah, exactly with, with that is you, you got to find these ways to make it fun. And pictures make things fun. Um, and they're, they're a lot more uh, understandable than, than just seeing the definition. Especially if you, have you tried taking a definition straight from uh, a dictionary? Yeah. If, yeah. if, if you don't understand the, the language completely, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. So, especially, especially for literary terms in English, those yeah. are probably the ones that kill you more than anything else. Yeah. So a lot of it was just getting these, these kids ready for, I mean, for high school. And uh, where they're going to be writing a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just like, yeah, prank, see joke. Joke, see prank. Sorry, I'm done. Uh, that was a Who's Lines Anyway reference from like the 90s. Holy crap. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, Tyler's his biggest fan. I love his eyes anyway so much. The whole website where they have all the recordings on. Anyway, uh, I'm done. Um, so, um, okay, so were there any comic books in, in particular that people, that, that like the students would kind of gravitate towards or l- maybe learn from more, I guess? So right now, uh, the big thing, what, it, Deadpool's huge. It's, it's everywhere. The kids, they gravitate to it. Um, and Spider-Man. Those two that they were they were jumping into, and luckily I had some good friends that would donate comics to this endeavor. Um, so yeah, Spider-Man and Deadpool. Then Spider-Man's always going to be a classic for oh, for kids yeah. uh, and for weird. young I adults. Like Batman or something like that would be. But did you ever? There, there was um, well with with the uh, recent Suicide Squad and um, popularity of Harley. Harley Quinn, students yeah, were I'm requesting sure a lot of that. Much into her, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Especially the boys were very. <laughs> No Why? Right? Oh, she's she's drawn. <laughs> I'm not bad. The, the, I'm just drawn that way. Jessica Rabbit. Fantastic. Oh, man. You can't. You, oh, God. Oh, my God. Who framed Roger Rabbit? It's easily one of the best films of all time. Anyway. Um, so, okay. So, they gravitated towards Marvel. That's, uh, did you bring in a lot of independent comic books, maybe, that they just weren't? No. See, the, the, the problem with, not problem, but the dangerous thing with teaching in the public school system was I didn't want to bring in anything that might get me in trouble yeah. and a lot of the indie comics deal with stuff that might be uh risque yeah 
Yeah, that's one thing I was going to mention. The thing about independent comics, they're an excellent medium nowadays, but they tend to gravitate more toward the very adult atmosphere. They're really not meant for kids nowadays, which is actually ironic because back in my days when I was still substituting, actually, there was a shocker for me. During my lunch hour, I just went into the library just to see what was what was there. I literally found uh, Watchmen. I found the Watchmen wow. graphic novel in... The, and this was elementary school. An elementary school library had Watchmen in there. And I'm thinking, like, are you guys crazy? Seriously. Watchmen. That book hasn't been checked out since it came in here. <laughs> we use it to prop up the other books. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that just, that just goes to show you. It's like, you know, hey, indie is good, but you... Got, you better make sure that yeah, that story yeah. is, a, is a G story. I mean, there's a story. There's so many. I, I know we talk about it a lot, but Bone. Bone is one of the ones that like, I it it, it gets really it gets really dark as it continues. But like that, that that that's a book I think that always would be good. I mean, it's cartoony, but then yeah, it gets kind of serious as well though. But I mean, or even I mean, like, there's a lot of like, you Jumbo would be cool. Oh yeah, Jumbo. Oh yeah. There's a lot of violence though. Dude, Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes would be a great. That'd be a classic Calvin one. Calvin and actually. Hobbes. It it goes across all ages too, which exactly. is cool. Um, my grandfather is a huge Calvin and Hobbes fan. That's what we get him for Christmas is Calvin and Hobbes books. Oh, there you go. And it, it's, it's, it's the, the beauty of it is that it's simple and it's quick. So it gets, it gets the, yep. yeah, very smart. Very so, amazing. so intelligent. I mean, yeah, the Calvin and Hobbes and Peanuts are both so simple yet extremely complex. Like, you can read a comic as a kid and be like, oh, that's funny. They're saying big words and stuff like that. And then you read it and you're like, wow, that actually, like, that's a, <laughs> that's a straight up very, like, philosophy, like, philosophy was a huge thing with Schultz. So, yes. anyway, sorry. Uh, or, hey, look, look at Garfield comics. Just look at the way those are. I mean, those are simple and straight to the point right there. You know, you Lasagna just, and napping. Lasagna yeah. and napping, man. Two of my favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make a never mind. Um, I was <laughs> I was gonna make a really bad joke, but I'm not going to now. Um, but like, okay, so like now that you're transferring to a high school art setting, like you know, how would you how would you kind of t- you said you were gonna tailor things, obviously. But like, what would you do now? Like, would you, like what would you do differently? Would it still stick with DC and Marvel, or because so, now it becomes a little bit more serious, where you can kind of have different deal. I mean, if, you, if they can read 1984, I'm pretty sure they can read like you know like Sandman or something. Right. <laughs> Well, um, so the, the high school I'm going to be teaching at is a, a, a private school, so that might oh, be a little more. Oh, yeah. yeah see, so then there's even more uh, red tape for what I can and exactly. can't, which which is fine. Um, I, so ima- it, I imagine you probably have to go through like uh, channels just to get like an okay on a book or something. Then in that case, oh, before would, you're able imagine. to do it. Oh, but what, what's cool is I'm going to try and get them to bring their stuff in. Oh, okay. So by doing that, the, the students can bring in the reference that they want to look at and want to use. It's not Saga. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh yeah. No, Saga Saga is amazing. Not about Saga. It's just more about, I guess, the private <laughs> school <laughs> setting. So what, what's cool from the comics, then, is when they bring in the reference, what uh, what we look at is, is a lot of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Fundamentals in art are littered through comics. I mean, uh, placement. It's graphic design. Yeah. Exactly what it is. But also anatomy, studying anatomy through it, uh, studying shadow and light, color theory. Color theory is huge in comics. Uh, you get to we'll dissect the palettes that the artist yeah. uses, that the colorist uses, um, and then give the colorist their props that they deserve. because, Especially because colorists don't seem to get the love nowadays right? in comics. They really don't. Yeah. It, seems like yeah. it seems like they're almost the silent partner in comics now is what they are. There's a, there's a colorist I, I adore. Um, I met him last year, Chris Northrup. 
He was doing stuff for Top Cow. Uh, he might still. I don't know. But now he's at um, Legendary. So he's doing stuff for them right now. This guy's color is beautiful. It's, it's, I can't, I can't do comic coloring. I suck at it. <laughs> I suck at it. Um, so I do a lot of black and white. But it, it's, it's really beautiful to see when a colorist pulls that palette in and just does magic with it. It, it brings the comic to life. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. Um, I have one character in my series. Uh, his name is the Corinthian. And uh, he's an African American gentleman with a giant flaming uh, angel sword. Awesome, oh, that's right? Great. <laughs> um, so I was working with my editor, and I, sh- I was showing him the concept art. And he goes, "Okay, that's cool." And I, I it's all black and white. And I told him, uh, I asked him, "Should I should I color him in at least just his skin?" He's like, "Well, why?" And so I was like, "Well, because well, he's African American dude. I want to make sure that that's that's conveyed. conveyed." And he goes, "Yeah, do that." And so I colored it. Uh, just did the skin tones. Everything else is black and white. I sent it over, and he goes, "Oh, he's not wearing a shirt." And I was like, what? And he goes, I thought the way his, his armored, oh, the, uh, like, toga. It was like a toga. Like oh, okay. a, like a, it's, oh, you got to see it. Um, he's helmeted, but then has, like, pauldrons and stuff. Very Greek. Right. Toga looking. Right. Um, and he goes, I thought he had stuff under, but the, by coloring it in, you see more. And um, that's one thing that the colorists do that sometimes doesn't get conveyed across penciling and inking. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about that time and again, about how there is the advantages of black and white versus uh, the, color, the, the colored kind of page. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. Absolutely. It's and, a lot uh, cheaper to print in black and white. But, yeah, it is. But, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. Um, so, like, um, so like uh, how much do you think that you will, um, because you said that you'll have them bring it in, but obviously you have to, you'll have to show them other things. With comic books, do you think that's going to be like its own like six weeks or like it's going to be like one lesson plan or do you think it's going to be throughout? Throughout. Um, so with this being my first year jumping into ta- teaching art, I, I'm using the teacher before me's lesson plans and seeing what I can keep and what, get, uh, what I can get rid of. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's going to be an experiment for sure. Right. Just like bringing the comics was into the, the classroom. Yeah. It was an experiment. And I, I feel like the students grew from it uh, intellectually, but maybe even maturely. I don't know. They're, they're middle school, so they were kind of out there. But for the high school, we're, we're, I'm going to play it by ear and see how it goes. What do you, what do you think? Like, uh, when are you asking them to bring stuff in? What do you think they're going to bring in? It's probably going to be the... Marvel DC, most likely. I mean, that's that's probably what's going to happen. Would you tell them about independent comic books? Because a lot of people just don't really it. know about it. So luckily, um, especially considering now is a good day to get it, time to get into Image Comics since it's celebrating the 25th anniversary. Right, right. Tell them about Savage Dragon and Spawn and all that kind of stuff. Maybe Which not is Spawn. What we grew up on. Well, maybe not Spawn because I just kind of a the Max. No. Oh the, no! No, uh, the, I'm oh, kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. I mean, it's great, but no. Or maybe, uh, or maybe Pit or something like that. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> we need lots of blood and lots of gratuitous. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah everything. Absolutely. 90s. We need '90s comics just throwing up Young, all over. Young Blood, Liefeld era type stuff. There which, we go. which blade? Oof. 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 <laughs> uh, I want to keep my job. Um, That's a big oof. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What's cool is that we actually have like some really good comic shops in our town so i'll just say you know what go talk to them tell them what you're interested in and leave it to that because that's that's what they're there for home school you go to all about supporting your own local businesses that's what that's what it's all about yeah yeah those those stores are there for us you know it's help them out that's perfect you have any other questions do you see comic books 
as pertained to your experience within the classroom, do you think that's going to be the way of the future, not just for art classes or even literature classes, but do you think that could be a tool for any class in, in, the, in the near future with how educational standards are going right now? I would love that, but um, arts are being cut. Um, a lot of funding for schools is it just isn't there. Um, right. I would love to see that. I think it would be a great way to even get at the elementary level yeah. kids to, to be more involved in their reading because that's what they, they do the children's books. It's, it's oh, yeah. really not that big of a jump to, to go into graphic novels. Oh, yeah. Have these students studying those. Um, a lot of children's books and even uh, Greek tales are being converted into graphic novels. Yep, yep, yep. And that's awesome. That we could use that for teaching history. Yes. Right? Thank you. Thank right? you. Um, let's give these kids a visual because if, if, they, if they picture it in their heads, they're going to be more inclined to remember it. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's so good that you mentioned history, too, because that's, that's the thing that I'm probably more of a proponent than anything else is it's one thing to hear your stuffy old history teacher talk about an event of the past that you can't picture in your mind. But if you can see that on a comics panel, yep. then you can start to visualize it yourself. And that's what's going to get you interested. And what, what's the thing about history? Those that don't understand it are doomed to repeat it. Doomed to repeat it. That's right. So it's. It's so important. You guys need to know where you come from. <laughs> I remember, like, um, like, you know, like the one panel, big, long uh, comic that you got in the Sunday comics when I was a kid. I would actually read them. I was, like, the one kid who would actually read those. I thought they were always into, like, what were they called? Prince Valiant or something like that? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? No, no, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember it being called that. You don't remember those? I have no idea. It was, idea. like, on the, like, on the bottom of the page, and it was, like, this one big panel, and be, like, amazing art, and then it would have, like, this long, huge hmm. lesson about this one thing. It was a continuous thing every week. That's cool. That's really cool. And it got you into it. Yeah, I, I would read it. I mean, I, don't, I wouldn't obtain it. I probably couldn't remember yeah. jack and, shit and the, from it. But the, the picture paints a thousand words. I mean, that, that cliche, but yeah. I'm sorry. Exactly. Oh, no, but... As probably a final question, then, in that case, do you think comic books, then, are a good gateway to getting into regular reading kind of books for, for kids like that? Absolutely. Uh, anything that helps has, me. Yeah? Helps you? Yeah. Um, actually, anything that you can find that you are into will get you into reading. So, for me, it was, um, I used to work in high school for Games Workshop, which is tabletop miniature war games. Oh, and they're, okay. I'm familiar yeah, with them. Yes. Yeah, I'm a big nerd. I like to paint models and stuff. And so push little I, soldiers so around. Yeah, it's great. It's great. fun. But it got it's me relaxing reading. too. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and uh, it got me reading because they produce their own books and I would read those. And because I had to talk to people about them, it was more incentive too. But it's, anything that you can get into, you can find something for students. And it doesn't even have to be comic books. If you can find something your students are into yeah. and tap into that to help motivate them, that's what, that's what educators need to be doing. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you're really going to, like, there's, I don't know of any, um, but some educators get lazy with that. And it's just, they're there for the job to get it done. Yeah. When yeah. the point is to facilitate that, that love of learning, to make them lifelong learners. That's a, that's a buzz phrase that they, they use in education now. I would add it's also a disciplinary thing, too, because the one thing that I find is that Teachers, nine times out of ten nowadays, are also becoming having to become more strict disciplinarians nowadays, just trying to keep ma classroom management because yeah. it's a it's a difficult thing to maintain now. But I think they would be able to, you would be able to uh, change that if you actually were giving them incentive to actually want to learn something like that. Oh, absolutely. So something like a comic, I think that's the perfect way you need to do it. It's like you said, you got to figure out what they are into, and that's how you're going to get them to start learning what they, what you may not naturally get them to want to learn. Especially oh. these stories are so prominent now. Like, you know, like I know this is about indie comics and stuff, and we 
prefer indie comics, but um, Marvel and DC is like it's pop culture. You look at big, I mean, look, I mean, in almost all these different mediums on television, it's like either like you know violent, uh, you know psychological now, like with uh, Legion, Legion's op- unlocked the whole psychological um, genre of television, uh, comedy with co- comedy with Big Bang Theory, unfortunately. Um, I hate that show, but then you also have fantasy with uh, Game of Thrones. I know it's not comics, but I mean, it's, no, I'm, but it's I'm still in that same genre. I mean, and then, yeah. you have, oh, then you have horror, and then you have um, and then you have horror Walking Dead. You have uh, I mean, all these comics are basically taking over so many different aspects. Um, podcasts now that's taken over radio. You have, you have literature, movies, and television. All these huge mediums. It has become a norm, and it's weird that it's not part of the education system enough. Well, look at all the big movies that are out there right now. They're all comic movies. They're yeah, all inspi- yeah. or, or fantasy or sci-fi. And that, that shows you what people are into. We desire something that is fantastic yeah. for, all, for all purposes of the word. Something that is not normal to us. We want, it, we want to have those adventures. And in the comics, that's where you find them. That's, that's it's desire. It's, it's wanting to be something bigger than you are. And there's a lot of comics, especially like you know Marvel and DC, and but and, but especially indie comics where they deal with like real issues that you could read and if you see them in high school, maybe they can help people cope with things or whatever. Like Demon in a Bottle, having somebody who has like a parent who's not really, I guess like mentally you know capable could also help kind of understand and like just be like shit, like see how hurtful things can be as well. Like yeah. I mean, on the outside, and different. It's, not, it's just same thing that books do. Like you can you can always read. Dracula, 1984, uh, The Great Gatsby, so many, you know, like, you get so much out of it, but now it's like, we're, we're seeing things, there's another form where you can get the almost exact same thing, and then now, like, more visual, too, and it helps. It's kind of like, it's technology, and it's evolving. It's, a, it's an evolved sto- storytelling. So, in, in my story, uh, The War and Hope, it's uh, a story about being alone. Um, the main character, is it all right if I... Yeah, of course. Okay, no, cool. yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the so whole... uh, the main character, Clara, she is, it, it's the apocalypse. It's the end times. Demons are running around, and their little minions, which are called fiends, and it um, are hunting down people like like pack animals. They sound very fiendish. Very. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, that was that was not nice. <laughs> um, so, so what's happening is is mankind is now living underground, like these sewers, these cities that are built under cities, basically, okay. and. Um, Clara, we, we deal with, there's a lot of loss in it, losing loved ones, losing, um, I don't want to give too much away, but basically nothing's the same. And Ooh. we're three and okay. a half years into it, uh, social groups are going to be changing, um, and it deals with the supernatural with it too, which is something that, that I, gets me excited when I, when I watch yeah. shows. Um, yeah, so dealing with her, um, one thing that I like from The Walking Dead, which is, is similar, is uh, as a parent, if the apocalypse happened and I need to feed my kids, to what lengths am I going to go? Yep. And I think that's a very real, very primitive thing that we all have. And, and that's something that, that gets addressed in the book too, is what lengths will people go to to protect themselves and others, all while trying to maintain humanity? So it, it, I, guess, I guess it is very, wow. Like that's one thing The Walking Dead touches on, which yeah. I love, which I adore. Yeah. Um, and then also dealing with, with supernatural, like what, what do you believe in? What do you cling to? What is out there to haunt you? What is, what is that scary monster that was under the bed sort of thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. So That's awesome. Right. And, and that's, it, that's not the superhero sort of story that no. we, we, 
are continually getting shoved down our throats. No, I mean, like, there may be a couple of stories that we've had, like, of, like maybe one I can think of of Carnage that they had was kind yeah, of horrific. Yeah, horror. I can't remember who wrote it, but it was it was not like that. But it was, it was you get a little bit of it, but DC and Marvel dropped the ball too much. And I'm yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I said they're it. They're still wonderful people. Yeah, they're still wonderful. They're they're nice ladies. Um, <laughs> Well, that's one thing that's also good about how any well any comics nowadays, but especially any comics nowadays, we're in a postmodernist era when it comes to our comic books. Good doesn't necessarily win the day. There's not necessarily always a good be it all to end of all things right here. Sometimes villainy and injustice wins in the in these books, and that's where you, that, I'm not going to say it's probably necessary that that needs to happen, but there does need to be not just all, a good always winning. I mean, well, it's I mean, a look, play to win sort of thing, yeah. right? That's, yes. that's exactly it. It's like the end of Watchmen. Yes. The, ul- the yes. ultimate indie comic. Like, it sucks to kind of say it, that, you know, but it, it pretty much is. Still At least times, somebody didn't wake up and it was a dream. Right? Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, but um, so I, I do want to yeah, wrap up the episode, and I want to talk a little bit more about how they can fund your uh, your project that I already funded, help hey. fund. Um, and then, a little, and um, yeah, did you have any other questions before we go? Pretty much, he covered it just about everything, man. It's been great talking to you about this. Yeah, awesome. I, I love the subject. We're going to be doing uh, the War and Hope on a different uh, month coming up soon, um, and uh, I'm excited for that. We're going to that will be any pick of the month soon, so by the end of the year. Awesome. And uh, Artie, uh, what else? so how can they fund it? And uh, any more information? So you can go to a Kickstarter and uh, pledge uh, what's, the War and Hope. Kickstarter? Kickstarter is a website okay, where joking. people crowdfund things. <laughs> um, one big thing for my art is I like for it to pay for itself and to because. As a parent, it's like, ooh, how do I how do I balance this without right. taking? Once again, how am I going to provide for my family, right? <laughs> um, and this way, it keeps the wife happy too. Um, but no, so so the art, it's uh, the Kickstarter. Even just buying the book, you get your name in it. So in the inside cover, okay. that way there's going to be like a Ellis Island sort of roster for the right. people of Hope, which is this this uh, underground city run by the Vale, ooh. who are. Um, I've had people message me saying, okay, these guys are messed up. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Yes. That's, that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. They, they seem very well put together, but at the same time, it's very uh, sinister and diabolic. Right. Um, almost fiendish. Um, <laughs> but so you go to the Kickstarter and pledge there. Every little bit helps. Um, yes, it, please, please, it, please fund. It's a passion of love. It's 120 pages, and uh, it, should, it should be a good ride. Um, it's five issues of the comic in there. And uh, soon, the next one will be available. It's put together in about a year, so it's a year's worth of love and time put into it. And um, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it. Uh, the right. War and Hope. The War and Hope. Whee! Awesome. I've definitely signed up for it. <laughs> all right, I got to get up the, uh, the the outro script, but uh, thank you guys for tuning in. You can check out all of our shows and podcasts and everything on iTunes and any other, any other podcast app, or you can go on our website, and of course, we'll have an article as well, a bit more about Fuzzy. Um, and uh, don't forget to check out our Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, uh, or Facebook. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we're here at lot Comic Con. I'm not gonna have the script. I don't, we're gonna keep. I'm just gonna keep talking and do this. And then I forget. Always forget to tell us our guests about this. But we have a wonderful week. And uh, SECC was awesome. And GGG. Yeah, sorry. <laughs>